Coming to you from the Morningstar Mission sponsored studio, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. Yippity yo, here we go. We're heading into a new year. You know, there's something about a new year, it's a fresh start. Remember, you don't have to wait. His mercy's new every morning, so you can have a fresh start right now. Boom. That's why we call you the Boom Crew. Every once in a while, I'll boom the team here. Good morning, Boom Crew. Find us on social media. Just search Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. Sometimes I run into people who feel they just are not wise. They make poor choices. They lack wisdom in basic things. It's a heart-wrenching thing for me to hear people talk poorly about themselves. Mm -hmm. And you often want to tell people that struggle with that, oh, you're not this, you're not that. But sometimes we have to embrace the fact that sometimes, at times, we don't make wise choices. And you might want to say, well, where does wisdom come from? Well, wisdom we know that originates in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? That's where wisdom is birthed. A God-fearing, God-honoring approach to life is wisdom. But it's fueled in one of the most intriguing ways. Listen to this. Boom Crew, this is, this is peel paint beautiful here. Psalm 90, verse 12, Moses' only song that's written. If Moses writes one song that makes it into the Psalms, read it. You want to know what <laughs> Moses was writing about. This is what he says. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Psalm 90, verse 12. Why is that important? Most of us believe that wise people redeem time. No. People who redeem time become wise. What? And you might say, well, that's a one-off. No, it's not. Listen to this. It's <laughs> almost like Paul, and I believe he did. I believe he hearkened back. Right here in Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, Paul writes, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, comma, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Both of these passages, it, not even a hint, wisdom is born out of time redemption. And if you feel like you're a person that is lacking wisdom in certain areas of your life, I've seen it time and again. When people get a day planner in their hands, they begin to order their life. They don't just kind of walk into the day and let John and Sally dictate what my hours are going to be. Mm -hmm. Or you name it, any number of things that come at us in the day, we're kind of at the whims of the world, but rather we take control of our hours. Wisdom is born there. How awesome is that? And I, I love that because this is this definitely turns on its head how you think it should go, kind of a what comes first. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you, you're wise and you number your days. No, you number your days so that you can be wise. It's just meaning this, wisdom is accessible to anyone. And, you know, right now you might be saying, you know, I was kind of raised in a home. I didn't get some of the basic things given to me. 
I feel like I got short-sheeted when it came to getting the basic counsel for life. That day can end. Get yourself a day planner. And, I, and by the way, I am a big believer in this. When I wrote uh, The Seven Resolutions, I built an accompanying day planner that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Because if there was ever a time when a group of people have been born into this world when we need a day planner, it is now. Yes, there have always been distractions and challenges, but never like now. If there's ever a time when you need to pull out one of these bad boys, and I carry mine with me all the time, it's now. Grab something to take a hold of the hours of the day and look out. Wisdom is coming your way. Just got a text message, Carl, coming up. Let's talk about this one. This person says tonight, great topic, tonight I am going to a high school 50th. 50th anniversary for high school. My fear is having to face how little I've done with my life since then. 50 years went by in a flash. What do you say to somebody who's going to a high school reunion tonight and going, man, 50 years already passed? I got two answers for that. Okay. Coming up. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carlin Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Freedom Friday today. We're talking about time, how you spend it, how you invest it. Sometimes this sense that you might be wasting time. Got a text message from somebody who's listening and going, great topic. Tonight, I'm going to the 50th anniversary of starting high school. My fear is having to face how little I've done with my life since then. 50 years went by in a flash. What do you say to this person? Ready to go into maybe what feels like an intimidating environment tonight because of the passage of time and their feeling that they don't have much to show for it. Two things. One, you've done a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. Stop that right now. God has worked in you in ways that you have need to sit down and write it down. You know, I really believe this especially for those that have been transformed by the power of God. If you look back, the things that God has helped you avoid, the the challenges that he's helped you navigate through, the things that you have done, sometimes it's good to timeline your life. Yes, look at the lows. There's great lessons there. But look at the peaks. And I venture to say, if you look back, you will find no less than 10 to 20 big things that are peaks of God's faithfulness and goodness in our life. And I think that's the key is that looking at accomplishments as the believer is so much different than looking back on a life of accomplishments in the world. So yeah. if I'm if I'm going to a 50-year anniversary and I'm not a Christ follower, then I'm going to be leaning on things like the business that I started or how much I've accumulated in my bank account. The jokes you can tell. The jokes I can tell, you know, maybe awards that I've won or right. things that my kids are doing that, that I can brag about. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things kind of become the thing that what I use to prop myself up to feel yeah. accomplished. Totally. But as the Christ follower, we look at things differently. Yeah, we do. Our idea of success is not based on what we've done. It's based on who we are in Christ. And what he's done. What he's done. It's an amazing thing. The pressure's off that way. The other thing I'd say is this. On this Freedom Friday, this is a day to put a stake in the ground. By the way, coming up top 7 o'clock hour, we're going to have a guest with us, Drew Dick. And one of the things that he writes about and loves to talk about is that 
there is something igniting about having a fresh slate. Uh, I tell people all the time, I have dear friends that say, I'm starting my goals over again. I'm, I'm getting back on the horse and right. Good. Good. Keep getting back on the horse. The horse might look at you funny after a while, but keep <laughs> getting back on the horse. Don't let that thing throw you off. And again, the promise of the day is this. Teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You start redeeming time today. Just get a day planner. And I mean, use it. Begin to take hold of your days. This is a day. And I, I, I play with this with a lot of people. I go 24 hours you've got in a day. 24 hours. Let's say you get a great night's sleep. Let's say you get a great night's sleep. Eight hours. You got 16 hours left. 16 hours. You know how long that is? Just do this. If you got time today, do this. Go stand. Find a wall. Do it at work. Tell everyone, leave me alone. I'm doing an exercise. Go find a wall. Go plant your schnozola up against that wall. Go face that wall for five minutes. It's an eternity. Or even try to do a plank for one. Ooh, well, just just Ellie. do just do something <laughs> for a few minutes. Just get get go up against the wall. Put your schnozola against the wall. Just stand there for five minutes. It's forever. Do you know how much time we have? 16 hours in a day after eight hours of goods. That's a lot of time. <laughs> I tell people all it's the time. If people say this to me sometimes. How do you get so much done? And I have a lot of things I get done. But I got to tell you, you got 16 hours in a day. It is unbelievable. And by the way, when I say getting so much done, I'm talking in 16 hours. What if you committed three hours of that, just three hours of that, to reading books, doing some artwork, going on walks, having a three-hour conversation with someone that you love? You still got 13 hours left. No, I mean, a day is a long time. Yeah, and I mean, true. and I know you you work a job and you have to do a commute and a lot of those hours, yeah. I get it. You're already, your wheels are already starting to spin. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but 10. all of that, those, there's a lot of things that are grabbed up, but I think the principle is, is clear. That oh, we got that time. Time is a gift and a lot of times we have more of it than what we think we do. Oh, we do. We absolutely do. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carlin Crew Mornings. Got a couple central passages of scripture. This is, you want something mind-blowing here? We're getting calls, by the way. Let me do two things at one time. We're getting calls around this whole issue of freedom around time. Yeah, you came to some sort of why in the road where you felt the passage of time or the shortness of your days, and it caused you to make some sort of change. That's what we're looking for. Freedom stories around time. Time is an amazing thing. It's There's two central passages of scripture that deal with time, I mean, head on. And a lot of us think, and you might have gotten up this morning, and if you've ever felt like this, it's like, man, I don't feel like I'm very wise. I, I know that sense that you have. I've talked with people who say, Pastor Carl, I just make bad choices. I don't seem to 
make the right moves at the right time, I feel like a failure. Wisdom is not something that you're born with. You can get a leg up with good parenting. Absolutely. I mean, moms and dads can deposit a lot of wisdom into us, right? Sure. But wisdom is born first. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But check this out. Moses said this, teach us to number our days, O Lord, that we may get a heart of wisdom. I love saying it, and I'm going to keep repeating it. Wisdom is the fruit of time redemption. Wise people don't redeem time. Scripture is clear also in Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, that wisdom is the fruit of redeeming time. Get a day planner in your hand. Take control of the half hours of the day and watch what will happen. The promise is true. Wisdom's coming our way. So if you want to be wise, you start to make the best use of your days, knowing that wisdom follows. We see it in Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. When we get freed from self-loathing, look out. Claire, that's your story from Elgin. What do you say, Claire, on this Freedom Friday? Hey, Carol and everybody. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Okay, I'm calling because I feel like testimony is really important. Yes. And I struggled with shame and disappointment in myself, self-loathing for years. I'm 69 years old. People didn't know it, but my husband really knew it, and my kids knew it. And I would go into these deep, depressed weeks and weeks. I thought the world's better off without me. Um, I'm such a disappointment to everybody. I need to get it. I need to move. I need to do something to uh, free my family from me. Bless and your heart. the Lord spoke to me one time. I would put myself down all the time. And it was really a huge struggle. And I was ashamed of my struggle. I was ashamed of my shame, which is so dumb. But um, the Lord said, I don't want you to. I don't want you to say those things anymore. I felt like a gentle whisper to my heart. He yes. said, I don't want you to do that anymore. And I thought, was that, was that you, Lord? Did you just say that? And silence. And I thought, well, it sounds like something he would say. So I'm going to obey him and I'm not going to do it anymore. And I don't do it anymore. And I cannot tell you, I am a completely different person. I don't struggle with that stuff at all anymore condemnation is gone. I recognize it in other people and I try to share my testimony because it'll kill you. Yeah. This is great. It it really will end your life if you let it. And, and it's not of the Lord. He wants us to have our identity in him and speak the things to our heart that he says, not the things our father said or our failures said. Claire, this is so powerful. It's a whole different world. Well, and here's what's amazing. Self-loathing is a weird thing, isn't it, Claire? Because we self-loathe most often in secret. And it'll bubble out so your husband knew it, your kids knew it. They must see a change in you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I tell them because not all of them are walking with the Lord, but this is powerful. They they have to pause and think about this one because they see it. It's awesome. That is freedom. You know, I you know, it's it's let our light so shine before men that they will see our good deeds and glorify our Father who is in heaven. And you know what, Claire? The greatest witness you have to your kids is your life. And you are shining, sister. That's freedom. Get more from your morning show. Check us out on social media 
Just search Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. Trish in Bolingbrook. What do you say, Trish? Good morning. Amen to Claire. Yeah. I'm right there with Claire. Okay. So uh, to make my story as fast as I possibly can, I'm the queen of procrastination, Scarlett O'Hara syndrome. You know, I'll, I'll worry about that tomorrow. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I just saw a hamster wheel. You know, I was just running and running and running. So nothing to get accomplished. You know, it was nothing in my life was getting accomplished. So I've struggled with eating and sugar, and I love sugar. You know, I'm a baker. So um, and for 40 years, I just, I, I was constantly struggling with this. And one day I'm reading all my old journals, and I'm seeing this broken girl. You know, this girl that's like, I just battling, like, Lord, please take this away from me. Please take this away from me. But I needed to make the first steps, you know. And so we had a retreat through my church at uh, Lena's Retreat House, and it was about by abiding in Christ. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, after that weekend, I thought about it, and I'm like, I-, I need to give him all of me. And I've been a Christian since I was a little girl, but I just really needed to give him all of me. So I decided that I was going to give up. I have to take the first step as well, you know. Right. The Holy Spirit can help me, but I also need to step into the water here. <laughs> so um, I I got a book, and I went through this book day by day as it was an addiction. And um, the Holy Spirit made it easier every single day. And I'm almost a, a year sugar-free on the 12th of November. Wow. And this is something deal. that wouldn't happen. But during this time, God just removed a veil on my eyes. And, and the closeness I have with him now, with the Holy Spirit now, I can't even, I can't even express that, that the freedom that the Holy Spirit, I mean, I can't even, I, can't, I just want everybody to feel this because it's, it's there. It's there, but it's hidden behind an idol. That thing was my idol. You know, and I loved it, and I and I, I obsessed over it every single day, and I wouldn't go out, you know, with my kids when they were small because I was heavy, and what would people think of their mom? And you know, I, I wrecked so much. I feel like I did, you know, but God was with me through every single moment in my life, and I've I've strayed off a lot of paths, but I promise, if you make time management, if you make him first in your day, make him first in your morning. If you can, or, or yes. I don't know, the rest will all fall. He will make your yes. path straight. He totally will. He's the light. He's the light in our darkness. I can't even, I don't know. This is like taking everything out of me to call this morning. You know how I am. <laughs> no, this is awesome. Trish, this is great. <laughs> this is life, sister. And it's that kind of freedom. And you know what, Trish, you said something that is so right on. And thank you, sister, for calling in. The, the point is, and, and sometimes, yes, it can be turned into a legalism, but it doesn't have to be. Boom Crew, listen to me. Making Jesus the first thing in the morning. We had, a, we, we had Drew Dick in here earlier, and he said it. It can turn into a legalism, but if you slow down, because I, I love it. I got this sent in to me from a, a great dude at 180 Chicago, Bruce Watts, sent it in two days ago. It's a, it's a statement from Navy SEALs that they live by. Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. And some of you are on this hamster wheel of, God, I'm not good enough. God, I'm not this. It's stop. Meet with Jesus in the morning. It will set your day on the right course. Let him break 
those idols. Awesome story, Trish. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. You know, I, I don't know where you're at today, but do you feel like the, the road that you're on is marking time down the wrong path? Do you feel like that? 9025 uh, texted in earlier and said they felt like that, gave their life to Jesus today. 9919 did the same thing. How about you? I want to make sure that we're really clear here. I want to give you hope, my friend. I know that you can be looking at your life today feeling like, what have I done with my life? If you've never given your life to Jesus, you've done nothing that's moving your life down the road toward the life that you think you want. But Jesus can change it all. He loved you so much, God did. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to earth that if you will believe in him, you will not only not perish for eternity, not die for eternity, you will live today and forevermore. So when you head out of this life, it's like a comma, it's like an ellipsis, dot, 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 and woo, shazam, here I am in the presence of God. Now, you might ask the question, how in the world do I get off this path that I'm on. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's exactly what Jesus said. He said, life is like going down a roadway. And he says, we're all born with our backs to God on this broad path that leads ultimately, all the time that you're marking on this broad path leads to, it's a hard word, destruction. There's nothing good that happens here. But if you will turn around, give your life to Jesus, everything will change. Now, really quickly, I'll, I'll do this quickly. February 11th of 1984 was the time that God put me on a path that was marking time that changed the course of everything for me, man. I was on a path. I'd have never met my bride. I'd, I'd never had my kids. I'd never be sitting here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> be sitting here? No way in the world. Crazy. Not even See? a thought. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be really bold in life giving about this. I was so looking for life on that broad path that, and it does, it seems like another person. You know why? Because it was. The old is gone, the new has come for Carl. I was, I was an early 80s cocaine kid, man. I was raised in Alaska where most of us that didn't know Christ had a few hundred bucks in one pocket and a gram of cocaine in the other. We'd go belly up to the bar at Chilkoot Charlie's or Swiftwater Bill's or Gussie Lamore's. Those are my three favorite watering holes. And it was empty. Now, you might say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not snorting coke or drinking alcohol like that, Carl. But what is your idol of choice. What is? What are you trying to find life in? I'm asking you to find life in Jesus today because it's the only life to be lived and you will mark time so differently from this day forward. If you have never given your life to Jesus, do it today. Are you done yet? Are you done Right now in this moment, I'm going to just ask God, God, would you please pull back blinders right now? Help a blind man or a blind woman to see, to see your love, to see your grace, to see your power, 
to see change. And right now, if that's you, and the blinders are coming down and you see your life for what it is, and you're seeing the hope that Jesus is putting in front of you, give your life to Jesus today. Turn around. And this is how. Do you believe that you are missing the mark in your life? You're not hitting the target. You believe and you know without a doubt today that you have sin in your life and that you need someone to save you from you. If your answer is yes, great. Now turn around. Give your life to Jesus. Believe that he died for you. Believe that he's alive. He's risen from the grave, our Jesus did. And give your life to him today. Just say to him right now, you can do this in your car while you're driving. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I, I will, I'm willingly admitting today that my life needs to be saved from me. I, I don't know where I'm getting the courage to admit this, God. Just tell him this, but tell him, I admit to you today, I need a Savior, someone to change my life. And today I give my life to Jesus. I turn around. Every bit of it you've got now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If that's you, we want to help you. We're here for you in this moment. If you can get to the side of the road safely, act on it right now. We've got something we want to send your way. Just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. WELCOME to 312-274-9624. And just shoot us that text. We're going to send you a little PDF that's got this great little next steps to take. I looked at this again yesterday. It's a great little quick start. It'll give you a list of churches you can look for in your area. Just text us welcome to 312-274-9624. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Drew Dick with us this morning on this Freedom Friday. He's an acquisitions editor with Moody Publishers. He's also the author of a really cool book. I love this one. It's called Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science. All right. Uh, Drew, let me ask you a question. Have you studied time management? I have. And more importantly, I have wasted so much time. <laughs> <laughs> You're an expert on how to not do it. Exactly. It's like the marriage expert that's been married five times. No, that's not bad. But, um, yeah. That's great. Well, well, hold on. I got a question for you. What are your favorite time wasters? I'll, I'll tell you the, the number one, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and that's my phone. Mm. Yeah, right? Man. I mean, I, I need my phone for my job, but I don't need to spend every waking minute on it. I don't need to start my day by checking the news or see what people are saying on social media. Right. <laughs> or look up old friends on Facebook or right. whatever it is. Right. I can't tell you how many times I have, you know, started scrolling on my phone and you look up and half the morning's gone. Right. Oh man. So that's a, 
That's a huge challenge. Um, and I, I don't think I'm alone. Uh, you read the stats on how much time we spend on our phones, and it is sobering. So that is a huge problem uh, for me, at least. Okay. Let, let me give you two central passages that we're going to be working with heavily today here. And this is really cool. I actually put this in my book, The Seven Resolutions, in a, in a resolution called Redeem Time. And here's, here's what I discovered. I was blown away by this. Check this out. So teach us to number our days, said Moses, that we may get a heart of wisdom. So hold on to that one, and then we're going to find a common thread here. This is so cool. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, look carefully then how you walk not as unwise, but as wise. There's this wisdom thing again, comma, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Here's what's weird. Wise people don't redeem time, Drew. Time redeemers yeah. become wise, according to the scriptures. How hope-giving is that? Amen. Yes. And I think sometimes as Christians, or especially people in ministry, you might think that you might spiritualize things and say, oh, I don't need to think about time management. It's not that important. Um, I'll just, you know, yeah. follow the leading of the Lord. But here's the problem is that this is just a way of talking about stewarding the most precious resource that God has given you. <laughs> that is your time, Yes. how you spend your days. So it's a hugely important topic. And that doesn't mean you have to have every life hack in the world or anything, but you'd have to have a little bit of intentionality about setting up your days so you don't fritter away large chunks of time on dumb or unimportant things. A lot of this deals with the issue of self-control. Yep. If, you, if it's a phone thing, if it's a Netflix thing, if it's a, a you name it, we're t- other time wasters. Uh, you talk a lot about self-control in your book. What did you discover? Let's start with brain science. What did you discover about brain science? Well, the number one takeaway for me, reading some of the literature on the topic, is that our self-control is weak. <laughs> and I think as Christians, we know this, right? Right. So we don't want to rely upon our willpower. You know, there have been a lot of studies showing that willpower, that is our ability to do difficult things or fend off temptation, is finite. It's limited and it runs out. So we might be able to do something difficult for a while or resist temptation, but eventually we're going to cave. And so what you want to do when it comes to this topic of, of time management is make success as easily as easy as possible for you. And with the phone, which is a huge fruit fly, right? Yes. Something that, that, that messes with our ministry fruit. For me, I just, I don't sit there and have it on my desk and battle the temptation to look at it when I'm bored. I get it out of my office. This has been a recent thing I've had to do because I realize I'm spending way too much time on it. So I actually get it out of my office uh, or if that isn't possible, like at least put it up high on a bookshelf somewhere where you can't just reach for it easily because you may have to, you know, someone's going to call you, your boss is going to check in with you and you have to get (laughs) to your phone, but don't make it too easy. That's one tip that I give people. Yeah, no, that's a great life hack. I mean, accessibility to problems is the biggest problem for sure. Um, Okay, Drew, self-control has the word self. Now, you've alluded to it, but I want to break it down. Coming up, I want you to take us into both the brain science and then the spirit of God that sets us free from self-control, because self-control is a fruit of the spirit, not a fruit of Allie, Drew, and Carl being (laughs) fancy or cute or strong in our own strength. So coming up, Drew Dick, he is the author, guys, by the way, we're going to give away a few copies. You keep it pinned right here and you got a treat coming your way. 
Your future self will thank you. Secrets to self-control from the Bible. We're talking time redemption today. Important topic. It really is. We do not want to be time wasters. No. How does self-control work when it's the fruit of the Spirit and it's out of our control? Coming up. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We have special guest Drew Dick with us right now, author of Your Future Self Will Thank You. He's been featured at USA Today, Huffington Post, CNN.com. Yeah. Drew, I love having you here, my man. Let's talk about self-control, but let's break it down. Self-control, according to Paul in the book of Galatians, is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Why do we Christians try to bootstrap what God never intended to be that way? (laughs) You know, that's a great question, and it's an important corrective, because I think when we hear that term self-control, especially if we've just read secular books on the topic, we think of someone who's kind of a, a, a ninja of self-discipline, yep. right? They can bootstrap their way to success by their own grit or willpower. They can achieve this. Of course, Scripture is talking about something totally different. Like you said, it's a fruit of the Spirit. And what does that mean? Well, it, like a fruit has, or a, a tree has to be connected to the ground, and to soil, to, to water in order to produce fruit, we have to be connected to God in order to produce this fruit of the Spirit in our lives. So it's actually a little deceiving because self-control isn't all reliant upon the self, at least from a Christian perspective. You have to be connected to your Creator to see this, this, uh, this uh, ability grow in your life. So that's why it's so important to think about spiritual disciplines. You know, when it comes to this topic we've been talking about, of time management, the best way to start your day isn't by scrolling Twitter or Instagram. The best way is to start in the word or in prayer, some way of connecting with your creator first thing. And this is interesting. I stumbled upon secular studies showing that if you spend just five or 10 minutes a day in prayer or meditating, it actually makes you more productive, more focused throughout the rest of your day. So it's just incredible to me how these spiritual disciplines that, of course, Christians have been doing for millennia, actually make us more effective at what we do. So that was encouraging to me. Yeah. Drew, there's something about wasting time that brings some shame. If you've ever spent (laughs) a day where you had intended to do something, maybe many somethings, and you got derailed by maybe Instagram or something else where it was wasted, what, what do you say about that aspect of it, the shame aspect that often goes hand in hand with time wasted? Well, the first thing I'd say is it's real because <laughs> I've been there, right? Yeah. You go, oh, my goodness, I've wasted all afternoon or half the morning or whatever it is. And here's the problem with that. If you wallow in that shame and guilt, it can actually make you less productive. You'd think maybe beating yourself up would be motivating, but it does the opposite. One interesting study, this was on diet researchers, but they found that when people messed up just a little bit on their diet, say they had a piece of candy or one slice of cake, uh, they termed it the what the heck effect. Um, I'm yeah. Christianizing it a little yep. bit, but it's the what the heck effect. <laughs> yeah. so basically, they said, I mm. messed up, the diet's ruined, and now I'm just going to go on a full-on binge, and their behavior actually got worse. Well, that applies to all kinds of areas of life, especially time-wasting. You think, well, you know what? This day's already shot. It's mm. 11 a.m., yeah. and here I am. I haven't accomplished anything. Well, here's the thing. You can say, hey, listen, Lord, I need your help. I need to focus. I have things to get done that are important important to me, important to the kingdom. I need your help this afternoon. I'm going to get that phone off my desk. I'm going to, I'm going to say a little prayer, read a psalm, and I'm going to focus for the afternoon because you can start fresh. Uh, there was another study that talked about 
the fresh start effect. And that is that when people perceive that they have a blank slate, that they're starting new, their productivity and effectiveness actually increases. And that's where it's so important as Christians to get that fresh start from God, going back, back to your creator and saying, hey, listen, I need your help. I need a fresh start. I need forgiveness for whatever it is and starting over again. Okay, Drew Dick is our guest right now. He's written the book, Your Future Self Will Thank You, and it will. You'll look and go, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for humbling yourself under God's mighty hand. If you think about secrets to self-control from the Bible, what are a couple secrets that we haven't touched on yet that you think would be a big asset in time management? Well, one, and this is stressed over and over throughout Scripture, and, and basically, I put it this way, lone rangers are dead rangers. If you're trying to live the Christian life, or even if you're trying to manage your time all by yourself, uh, you're a sitting duck. It's not going to work. So what you need is other people to come alongside you, maybe people with similar goals or similar struggles, and help you out. You need accountability. So that, that's one huge thing. That's this is big. never meant to be done in isolation. So whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever you're trying to do, Find, you know, some fellow strugglers on the road with you to check in with you, to keep you accountable, and you will see great strides in in, uh, your progress. I believe it 100%. Thank you so much for being with us today, Drew. Hey, thank you. Have a great day. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.